0: We'll go to Brooklyn, where my favorite council person, councilwoman Ina Vernikov, is this morning. Ina, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. Uh, not not doing great, uh, yeah. but trying to hang in there.
0: No, oh, I know. I mean, that's you basically are, are saying what we're all saying, which is uh, no one's doing great. It's hard to really be happy about a heck of a lot in the last couple of days. But you know, you also have to remember life goes on. You know the. I know that the, the jihadists are talking about Friday and, and calling for a jihad day, and you just, you know, if you start doing what they say, then you're, you're playing into their fears, and you can't do that either. So you got to go out, you got to live your life, and, and hopefully you know, the people around you protect you, and, and if God is good to you, you know, you survive. But you can't, you cannot, you cannot allow these people to uh, to run your life because of their fear tactics. I know you agree with that.
1: I totally agree with that. and I mean, look, we... Survive. And I know it's hard to talk about it right now, but we survived the worst atrocities, right? We're, we're a nation that is always persecuted, and uh, we've experienced a genocide, and we rose from the ashes of the Holocaust. We rebuilt an amazing country, a beautiful democracy, the only democracy in the Middle East. Um, and we will continue to persevere. We are so resilient. We are, I think, the most resilient nation on Earth.
0: Tell me, though, about the 2,000-plus folks. Noam Laden was uh, the first person to tell me this, that um, well, people have contacted you looking for their loved ones. What is you? You uh, you know have been dealing with this on a very large scale. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is a situation that, of course, is way above my pay grade. Um, I'm a local council member. But my constituents, a ton of them, are stuck in Israel desperately trying to get out. And, uh, you know, said I, um, you know, as soon as I found out what's happening, as soon as the holiday was over, I contacted Chuck Schumer's office to see what we could do. They basically told me um, that I should be collecting information and we could flag it for the State Department. So, you know, I posted on my Twitter that I'm assisting uh, people who are stuck in Israel who want to get out or who are from New York. And I thought I would get You know, I I don't know, maybe 20. I totally underestimated what is going on, um, and we are just inundated. My office was in. My staffers came in. They volunteered to come in on Columbus Day, which was a national holiday. We were off. They were not supposed to be working. Uh, A lot of them are not Jewish. And they came in. They were volunteering. They are working from home, working from the office, calling people back, the amount of emails that I'm getting, I cannot describe to you. We're just flooded and the phones do not stop ringing. Um, it's it, it just, it's so heartbreaking. And we're desperately trying to help these people. I'm on the phone trying to figure it out, charter planes, this flight, that flight. I got a call from Ellao yesterday. Um, let me just tell you this right now, the United States has no evacuation plans to get American citizens out of the war zone, while we have all these countries who already pulled their citizens out. How is that possible?
0: Oh, are you really asking me how is that possible? I mean, I know you watched Joe Biden yesterday. Don't tell me you were impressed, were you?
1: I think this is Afghanistan all over again when it comes to pulling our citizens out of a war zone. And it's. It's just impossible. It is so embarrassing. What an international embarrassment this is, that the United States cannot send a plane to pick up their citizens when they're under rocket fire.
0: It is embarrassing. Hard to believe. We'll get back to the president's speech, though, for a second. You know, he uh, talked about how uh, we felt badly for Israel. We're there for Israel, whatever they need. But that, I mean, I've been saying this all morning long. It's not like a broken record, but... That's the easy stuff. Obviously, he's going to say that. But if you're looking for real leadership, right, somebody that may instill fear into Hamas or Iran or any one of these terrorist countries, I didn't see a lick of that yesterday. His toughest moment was if, you think you're, if you're thinking about doing something, don't. Don't? Are you kidding me? That's, that's, that's a tough president of the United States? I was embarrassed for him. What about you?
1: It's, it's absolutely insane. I mean, look, I appreciate the support, and everybody's making very nice speeches right now. But there's no action. They're not sending planes. And they're telling Israel to stand down? Really? Forty babies were found murdered. Some of them beheaded. Beheaded. Things that we cannot even imagine. And he's he has the gut, the chutzpah to tell Israel to stand down right now. Israel needs to annihilate Hamas and they need to do it at all costs.
0: When you say it all costs, like, when yes. you say all costs, you know, you know, we know that they've got hundred and fifty hostages and fourteen Americans are already dead, which is Biden's concern mostly more than the Israelis. Fourteen Americans are already dead. There are some Americans being held hostage as well. And uh, Hamas knew from the very beginning they had to take hostages because that would be their leverage. But I think Israel has made it pretty clear, using the same word you just used, which is this is not a war of land, a war of opportunity. This is now annihilation that they're going to do whatever they have to do to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. I think that's what you're saying, yes?
1: And, I mean, I have no idea how they're going to do that and save the hostages. And Israel, we know. Israel, the Jewish people, the state of Israel values life like no one else. Remember what they did for one soldier, Gilad Shalit. They exchanged 1,000 terrorists.
0: For one soldier, including a head of Hamas. Good news is, according to the IDF, the Israelis did kill two of the head members of Hamas yesterday. So that is uh, that is clearly underway. So before we get uh, at the end of this conversation, Ina, to your council race, um, what do you want to say to the folks in Brooklyn who, well, um, may have friends or family in Israel or just uh, the the massive amount of Jewish constituents you have that are nervous about uh, life in Israel, and maybe even here on this Wednesday morning?
1: Yes, we have to all unite. We have to be united. You know, I was uh, talking at a vigil yesterday at a synagogue, and I was uh, just telling, there were a few hundred people there, I was just telling them that right now this is not the time to discuss the conflict. This is not the time to fight with our Jewish brothers and sisters. This is a time to work together. I am working with anyone in government right now that I possibly can. I am working with people that I routinely criticize, that I disagree with on so much, but anyone who's willing to give me help with what's going on right now, I am taking it. I will accept any help and we need to all work together and anybody who is supporting us, we need to unite with them. And anything that we can do, whatever every person can do, whatever is in their capacity, they should do, even if they feel hopeless. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. And my constituents should know that I, we are doing whatever we can, even though this is not our job. Uh, this is the job of the federal government. We are really doing what we can to try to help. And as soon as we get any information, we have a ton of emails, email addresses, contact information. We will send it out to everyone that contacted us as soon as we have anything. So oh, council. People, yes. people yes. should know that there's someone, yeah. there are people that care about what's happening and they're trying to help.
0: Well, that's important. Uh, your race is coming up in November. Again, Councilwoman Ina Vernikoff, I endorse her wholeheartedly, 1,000%. Uh, my old area there, Sheepshead Bay and Manhattan Beach, Gravesend, all those are great neighborhoods where I grew up. Uh, Quickly, in the last 30 seconds, for people who want to help you out in in your attempt to win again, which you will. You're going to win again. But for folks who want to help, Eno, what's the best way to do it?
1: I'll be honest with you. I am really not thinking about my race right now. The election is November 7th. um, This is not my priority. It's not what's in my, you know, it's not in my thoughts right now. But uh, people should just come out to vote uh, November 7th.
0: Good for you. That is a great answer. And I know you mean that. You're being sincere. Ina, you're the best. Uh, good luck to uh, Thank those folks. Thank so uh, you Oh, come on. Anytime. Uh, please, be please, well. Please, all right. Please, you please. too. Thank you, Ina. Ina Vernikoff, councilwoman in the neighborhood I grew up in, in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, she's right. Right now, these uh, council races and all these other things, just uh, they don't seem to matter. I, I said to Nancy Mace last night, I don't give a, sh- a uh, shizzle about this um This House Speaker today, I brought her on because it's huge news. She was great. But make me care. Make me care.